Welcome in to episode three of the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Chicago Public League legend, former Simeon Wolverine, and if you're from Chicago, you know what that is, and Granville <laughs> State University all swag second baseman Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Glad to be back. And NFL draft enthusiast Glenn Morgan, he's the GM. What's going on? How was you guys' Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, yes, sir. It was uh, it was interesting. We went a little non-traditional. We went Caribbean with our cuisine. And uh, let oh, me tell right. you, I, I don't right. know if I'm going to go back to the old traditional style. I kind of <laughs> like the flavor of Jamaican back there. Yeah, so you got what, what was it like, a, like a little jerk turkey there? Yeah. No, not not turkey. Jerk chicken, uh, okay. some jerk, uh, jerk red meat, jerk steak. Uh, we had a red snapper with some escovish on top of it. Oh, man, okay. dude, oh, we, man. we went to nine. We had some uh, some shrimp, crab legs. I'm telling you, baby, it, it was it was a good some good eats. The wife oh. the wife threw down, man. She did an excellent job. Her and oh, her and the children did a fantastic job. Good stuff. Good stuff. stuff. Smoke. How about you, man? Uh, it it was definitely a different year. Uh, stayed at home. I'm very family oriented, so me and my wife. So we typically are always on the run. This year, which I've been begging for for years, man, let's just stay home. And, of course, COVID forced us this time. And it, and it was cool. It was cool. Right. I did some virtual meetings with family and stuff like that. But it was cool. Yeah, I uh, I broke the rules. <laughs> um, I went on the road. I, hadn't seen, I haven't seen my sister since uh, since February. And uh, – She's got a one-year-old and and uh, her husband Corey, my brother-in-law. So went down to Atlanta to see them, and uh, I, I did all the social distancing. Man, drove down there and stayed away from people. I didn't I didn't make any contact with anyone on the road. Made right. one stop for gas. <laughs> had my hand sanitizer ready and uh, got to Atlanta. And we man, it was we were we were masked up in the house too, man. So. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we you know we did it safely, but yeah. it was good good to see them. Good to see my my, my little nephew Brady, and uh, we did some eating, and uh, yeah, it was, it was good 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 times had all around. So so not the, not the best of holidays, you know, because because right. the entire family wasn't wasn't there, but mm-hmm. uh, we made the most of it. So so yeah. that was cool. So uh, let's get started here, man. And lucky lucky for us. <laughs> Um, those Bears weren't playing on Thursday, so that didn't ruin the the holiday weekend or the or the holiday, I should say. because the weekend Late, later on that weekend, <laughs> story. But uh, the Bears went up to Green Bay and um, suffered that horrendous loss, forty-one twenty-five, up there at the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And um, I'm for one. When Sunday, I was I was driving home, so I actually got home right about middle of the first quarter, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to allow this to ruin what was, you know, <laughs> a pretty good weekend, man. I'm at a point now. I don't know. Have you, have you guys ever heard the Bobby Knight rant where uh, he's uh, going off on his players in the locker room? And he's talking about how he's tired of losing to Purdue. No, I'm tired no, of no, a, I'm tired of an eight and ten record. I'm tired of losing <laughs> to Purdue. I'm tired of losing to Green Bay, man. This is <laughs> this has been going on too damn long, man. man. Since I, oh. This goes back to since since Don Mikowski was the quarterback, mm. um, youngster. I'm 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 tired of it, man. 
Well, no, but before that, the Bears were the the, 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 the Bears had a good. They had a good run in the eighties, uh, uh, the mid to late eighties. Yes, let's get yeah, let's get that straight. Mid to even late the, even the early the early eighties, mm, they they beat them no, up, but they they went no. to uh, Jenkins always talks about uh, the the sixty one to seven game. Yeah, they may have Against split Green back Bay. in those days, and they had that except. You know why he always talks about that one? Because that's the only one to talk about. <laughs> that's the only one to talk about. That's why he always brings that one up. Shout out to man, my man Dan Jiggets, by the way. Man, did y'all see the the stat they show with quarterback touchdowns? Which, which time? Which stat? Oh no, all, my all of God. them were bad. Oh. They showed. So they showed. I want to say it was the bear. The bear QBs with the most touchdowns versus Green Bay. Right, and right. it was uh, I forget who was one. Cutler was two at fifteen. I think uh, probably I McMahon. Think Sid right? Luckman. No, oh, Luckman. It was Sid. It was it, <laughs> it was it was Luckman. Sid Luckman. Uh, of course, everything think, Bears quarterback comes back to Sid Luckman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he was, was sixteen. I think uh, Cutler was fifteen, and then and it was that, like two other was, guys. And like Jim Jim Harbaugh was one of those guys. And then Brett Favre at fifty three, and. Aaron Rodgers at fifty, like <laughs> I mean, versus crazy. the Bears. That's just that's that's insane, man. That they've was had, insane. They've had two guys for going on just those two guys going on thirty years now, man. Yeah, um, my life. I remember earlier before we began this conversation, I told you how my poor daughter had to listen to me rant for about a twenty minute ride to get her to work about how as a Bear fan. You, you realize, and no no disrespect for those who suffer from PTSD. It's a very serious thing, post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. It's very serious, so I don't mean to make light of that terminology. That being said, I have what's called Chicago PTSD, which is a passing touchdown stress disorder. We don't get enough of those. Yeah. I, guys, I, look, man, I, I was so enraged. I, I, I literally went back to when I was a first grader, all right? 1974, do the math, figure out how old I am. I'm going to deny it later. But anyway, I went back to to 1974, y'all, just to see, like, you know, what's been going on for all these, low these many years, right? Do you realize since 1974, all the Bear quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks that started those games, the total number of touchdown passes is just 770. The total number of touchdown or interceptions is 796. Wow. Now I'm throwing in the Cutler years where Cutler, Cutler was clearly, you know, you know, I'm like, what why do we hate Cutler so much? Because apparently he's the only one that can throw the pass to somebody in the end zone and not the other person. Now I remember him throwing interceptions and being frustrated. I look back over his career. That dude has thrown for 154 touchdowns as a Bear and 109 interceptions, and that's like the best in the history of the Bears. He's wow. plus 45 touchdowns to interceptions. Now, it's still a one-to-one ratio, but he's plus 45. He's 45 more touchdowns and interceptions, and that's the best in the oldest franchise in history. The best. Do you realize that in those many years, 70, 1974 to 2020, that I could take – just two years of Manning and Brady, and that's over a thousand touchdowns. Or Manning and Breeze, and that's over a thousand touchdowns. Now I know what you're gonna say. Oh, come on, G. They passed more now than they did back then, back when you were, you know, looked at, reading newspapers from Stones like the Flintstones. Okay, you're right. I, I, I understand that. So I went back to quarterbacks during that time, like Stallback and, and Greasy and Dan Fouts. 
do you realize if you take, say, let's the top four, Starback, Bradshaw, Greasy Fouts, that's 811 touchdowns to 733 interceptions. That's during the same time. God. That's just four guys. I'm talking 30-plus years, man. I'm talking 40-plus years. Yeah, we can't even do that. And if you go back to like even like a different era, like say Marino, Elway, and Montana, back to that era, take any two of those guys, like Marino, Elway, that's 720 touchdowns. Marino and Montana, that's 693 touchdowns. That's just two guys. I'm talking, I, I didn't even want to bother counting how many quarterbacks that was. But from 1974. Who, wait, who, who was the Bears quarterback in 1974? <laughs> that's a great question. I'm like, who was a quarterback in 74? I'm going I'm, I'm to take a guess. I'll take a guess. Take a I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say it was Bobby Douglas. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, because I remember Bobby Douglas. I remember old number 10. I remember him yeah. just running, always out of bounds, running like a linebacker. Not like a running back, running like a linebacker, because he just couldn't <laughs> pass the ball. It was some dude named Gary Huff. Gary Huff. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Now, do you know what Gary Huff did in 1974? Are you Bear fans out there? You think y'all experiencing pain? And just this is why I have PTSD, Chicago PTSD. That dude threw for six touchdown passes the entire season. He started. There was only 14 games played back then. He started... 11 of them. He threw for six touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Good Lord. Yes. That must have been a rough year. Yes. That's, that's pre-Payton. Yes. That's, you... that's, that's, that's pre-Payton. That's, that's uh, post-Sayers. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, they, that's they what had. A... They had like, nothing. Nothing. Abe like, Gibran was the head coach. But, but here, here's a crazy thing. It wasn't until 1984, that was the very first season when they finally had a, the combination of quarterbacks had more touchdown passes thrown than interceptions. So from 74 to 84, just in that time period, that 10-year, actually te- technically 11 years if you count the year the football game was actually you know, playing it. But let's say 10, 10 to 11 years before, that, before they actually were over now, 500. I will say that that was a time when, you know – no, I gave you those numbers. Mm-mm. Defenses no. could, could maul receivers down the field. No, dog. Know, it was a lot. Mm-mm. It was a lot harder to to Mm-mm. throw no. complete passes. Right, but we were completing a lot of passes to the other team, though. <laughs> that's the problem. And that, that's why I went back and got those numbers from like Starback, Greasy, and Fast. And I know those are Hall of Famers, but I'm just saying, man, it, the, the disparity is just it is incredible. It it made zero sense and. I, I can't understand how the Bear defensive players didn't maul their their counterparts on offense because that's just you work so hard to get a team off the field and they turn around and they give it right back. That that's painful. Oh, not in this game though, man. Yeah, this yeah. Game, this, game, this, this game, this game, this game got run over, man. This game was different. This, it was, it was, it, was, it was definitely. It, mm-hmm. I, I definitely. I, I've always knew how good Hicks was, but it showed. Oh my God! Yeah, it yeah, showed. Okay. It showed. Yeah, very yeah. much. Yeah, Sunday See, this night. Is, this, this is rant part two, man. This is rant part two <laughs> because because Hicks, no, no doubt, I agree with you. One hundred twenty-five percent. What you said about Hicks, but see, going into the season, you knew you were soft in the middle because Goldman opted out. And you did nothing to address that. You did not get somebody. Look, you, you're supposed to be competing for a playoff this year. You know, 
to, to be in the playoffs. And heck, you were five and one. But going into the season, you knew you didn't have Goldman. So you knew you were going to be soft in the middle there. Look, every sport defensively, you need to be strong up the middle. I don't care what the sport is. If it's hockey, it's your defenseman and your goalie. If it's baseball, it's your catcher and your center fielder and your two middle infielders. Sure. Basketball, it's your center and your point guard. You got to be strong up the middle. In, in, in football, if, if you're not strong with your, your your nose tackle, your two DTs and your middle linebackers, your inside linebackers and your safety, you're going to have problems. So going into the season, you know this and you did nothing, Pace, to address that. Snacks Harrison is just out there like, look, dude, I'll play. All you got to do is pay me a little bit. But, now no, you, but, but nobody's picking them up, though. Yeah, man. But, dude, that doesn't mean that we couldn't use them. Look what the, look what the Buccaneers did. They lost Vita V, right? As soon as he went down, they didn't waste any time. Went to the sad sack Jets and said, hey, look, we'll take your uh, your nose tackle for uh, a lark and, and a song. Okay, sure. And then they replace them and they're still able to at least be able to be effective on defense when they're not making bad you know, scheme calls. But basically, they're not weak up the middle like they were. They addressed the situation. Whether it was Snack Harrison, that's just, that's just one example. They didn't do anything to address it at all. They did not go out and get somebody for a defense that needs someone, look, man, the defense is the strength of the team. We know that. And they did not address that. Even in the running back situation, Lamar Miller, dude, if you knew he was that messed up that he couldn't play, why'd you get him? You didn't get Leonard Fournette? Yeah, there there had there had <laughs> has to be. If it's not Lamar Miller, there has to be another running yeah. back out there. And, and running back is the one that's I always on, say that man. running back is a position where, you know, you can there are dime, they come a dime a dozen. Yeah, pretty much. You you can just plug somebody back that knows how to run. And it's, and it's been and it's been plenty quality backs that were be available. that became available this year. Yeah. Look, Miami we, got that dude what, Savoy Ahmed. Yeah. The, never heard of him. <laughs> now I know who he is. We could have got Le'Veon. Like, I mean, yeah. we could have we could have like we could we we just sat back and let people go to other places. I will agree there. Like it's it's crazy. I'm like, sure you. I'm sure they were they were in on Le'Veon. Yeah. Man, stop. You I'm think sure so? How vested were they, man? Come on, dude. dude I'm sure they, they were, but he know he knew go. He if he went to Kansas City, he has a, a chance to win. Ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's that's the one thing that kind of calmed me. Come like yeah, who you pick against KC versus Chicago? You are gonna pick KC, but. Yeah, but here's but the thing. No. You don't let Le'Veon become a free agent. You don't let the Jets just release him. You make a trade so he doesn't really have that choice now, right? You could do that, yeah. I'm sure the Jets would take a fifth-round pick for him and get something for him. You make a fourth-round pick to get Foles, and you don't have offensive line for him to play behind, but you won't go out and get a guy who's a, a better better athlete hey, and a chance to go to the Hall of Fame? I'm just playing devil's advocate, man. <laughs> Look, man. Ch- Chicago PTSD. I'm, I'm telling you, man. GM hot right now. It's, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. But you, man. But the D, yeah, the defense, you're, you're, you're right, man. Man, Hicks is so important yeah. to uh, to what those guys do. But at the same time, though, okay, Hicks is out fine. Um, But you got, you got a guy by Robert Quinn out there that I, I don't see him doing much. I, I I actually watched the game over. I watched it two times, mm-hmm. and that dude, man. I mean, I I don't I don't know what he's doing out there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac is getting getting double teamed every time, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they just they just man up the middle. There was there was nothing going on there. Yep. Uh, Mario Edwards isn't bad. 
he's pretty good. I think I think uh, Brent Irvin Irvin is pretty good. I and mean, Jenkins is is all right. But there were just times where um, the Green Bay offensive line just just took over that line of scrimmage, man. And there was there was nothing that the Bears could do. And but and some was with the just the the calls. I mean, why are we rushing three guys on Aaron Rodgers? That's, that's a good that's a good question. Like uh. what? Well, well, you, you know the interesting part there. There was the, the on the uh, the first touchdown pass. They rushed three, and um, I think you had you had Mac rushing. You had. Jenkins up the middle who got no push on the center. And, and I, I played nose tackle once upon a time. All you got to do is uh, it's just it's just about bull rush, man, at that at, at that point. Just mm-hmm. just uh, create some confusion up the middle, getting getting to the quarterback's uh, line of sight. Nothing done there. Uh, Mack was double teamed on one side, and then I believe it was Urban. Uh, don't quote me on that. I think it was Urban. Who basically the the left tackle just just took him out, and the the left guard had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> he was just standing there, and yeah, yeah. and and Aaron Rodgers had seven seconds to to, to do what he wanted and pick him apart. So yeah, that that didn't make any sense. Uh, you would I think you would want to put pressure on a, on an Aaron Rodgers, and we I mean. The times that we've been successful against Aaron Rodgers it's, it's has been when we, when we put pressure. pressure. Yeah, and that that didn't that didn't happen on Sunday. Yeah, uh, well, it's hard to put pressure when they're gashing you up the middle six seven yards a carry. I, yeah, but we come on, man. You knew you knew what was coming there. You knew what was coming. Look, man. When you're on your heels, you're on your heels, and the Bears are on the heels. Some jump. They're on the but heels I can't. Jump. You know what? Even still, man, I I can't. I can't put too much blame. I mean, the defense has, has played their tails off all season long. They're due to have a bad game. They're suffering yeah. from oh, PTSD. Yeah. They're suffering yeah. from yeah. Chicago yeah. PTSD. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not laying off the offense. Who, by the way, <sighs> did somewhat move the football. Now they, there were there were yeah. there were some some um, some some big issues there on the offensive side of the ball. Don't get me wrong, but I did see what they did over the bye. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. coaches getting together and trying to figure something out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive line, um, I guess you'll call it realignment. Yes. And Fetty should never be a guard. That just... came – no, I, I I thought, man, I thought a Fetty at right tackle yes. wasn't bad. No, he's better at right tackle. I agree with you. He yeah. should never be a guard. When he's in guard, they, when he's inside, he gets lost. They basically said, who are our five best offensive linemen? And mm-hmm. we'll line them up. They said, "Okay, uh, Mustafson is is can can play center. Okay, we put him at center. We can move White Hair over to guard. Mm-hmm. Shift the Fetty over to right tackle, and you mm-hmm. put Bars in, and you got you know with Leno who, eh. but those are your five best offensive linemen on the team. And they actually, you know, for the most part, they did all right. They gave up three sacks, uh, but." They created some push and uh, opened up some running lanes yeah. for the running back number thirty-two. Unbelievable! Who, yeah. Unbelievable! Who? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> he goes for the one run, the one run for fifty-seven yards, and then we don't see him for another ten plays. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I, that, I don't get that. It's, 
It's, oh man, dude. That's the, that's that. that's the thing that that killed me. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm not high on Montgomery, but but man, that was that a was, nice run. That was a nice run, and it was yeah. I, what first play, second play of the game, first play yeah. of the game. Yeah, like and and we go away after that. Like what? <laughs> Didn't see him again. Like what is like, like continue to try. We tried that next play when he got down there. He got stopped. He got wait, wait. I got. I took. A, I took a. That one year college football I played came in handy. I was able to do some <laughs> some uh, some charting here. Let me pull it up here. With uh, here we go. All right. So they went for the fifty-seven yard run by Montgomery. They ran a dive right after that for no gain. Okay, that happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you had two passes, one to commit that was a drop that should have been caught, should have mm-hmm. been a touchdown, and he had the Robinson incomplete pass, which, eh, that was tough, a, that would have been a tough, tough catch. Play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kick the field goal. All right, they come back after after Green Bay drove down the field that took seemed like it took forever. Mm-hmm. Green Bay scores. Bears come back on the field. Cordell Patterson's in the backfield. Uh, they go play action to commit there. Actually, not a bad play, mm-hmm. but why is Patterson even in, in the game at that point? Yeah, I mean, you can't say you were trying to give Montgomery uh, a, a blow because no, Green Bay was on the field for damn near 10 minutes. Uh, they go play action again to Robinson. Run the Patterson off tackle, which was a holding on uh, on Mooney. But now it's a decent game. Um, but we didn't see Montgomery at that point. Um, they go, um, no back, uh, yeah, no back past the Robinson for a nice game. Uh, they went play action again. Uh, Montgomery's in the backfield. They checked down to him. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. He missed him. They missed him though. He was wide open coming out, coming out of the flat. Um, and then, yeah, play 10, dive and, to Montgomery uh, for three yards. And then the pick after that, right? Yeah, and then there was the pick, yeah, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, and, I, and, I don't get that. I don't uh, get yeah, that it, at all. I do. I, I, I get it. Uh, Is it, what, do, do they not, does, you know, Montgomery not get along with, mm, with no, that's not with it at play all. callers? Or, no, 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 it's not it but, at all. But help me out here. Help me uh, out. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. Uh, the answer is um, the guy you're not seeing call the plays is uh, Paul Kalmuk, uh, our former our, our coworker, Paul Kalmuk. He calls plays just like that when we're playing Madden. I'm watching Paul Kalmuk <laughs> call plays. He's a Madden call play. <laughs> Things that made oh, absolutely no man. sense. You run for a big game and you go back to the pass. You, you, you go back to force and stuff. And then you wonder why you're behind and you blame everybody else. <laughs> Oh man! So just the only way I can explain it, dude. It, no, it yeah, makes zero sense. Yeah, I, You're I'm right. like, it makes zero I mean, because because quite honestly, watching that game, the offense was moving the ball. Like I was, I was sh- shocked. I'm like, okay, we're not stopping them, but we're moving the ball. And then he throw that that pass. Now, <laughs> this was my reaction first off when he went back to throw it. You know, TV only show you one angle, so they only showing him. So when they left his hand, I'm like, "Oh, that's beautiful." Then they show the other angle. I say, "Oh Lord, it's he's throwing it. He's throwing it to them." Yes. What is so? I'm debating. It was actually, if if there were no receivers or no defenders out there, 
It was actually a pretty good ball. <laughs> that, that's what I said. I just hand. I was like, oh, this is yeah, beautiful. And then, and I'm going back in front of my boys. He's like, man, they want to take a shot. I'm like, but he has to see nah. that safety over the top. I'm like, I'm like, our, I'm like, Miller was never ahead of the coverage. It was three, three green jerseys right there. <laughs> he that, was that never no ahead sense. of the coverage. Like, so only way that pass would have been completed had he underthrew it badly. <laughs> and Miller could have came back because he was behind them already. I'm like, that's, I'm like, it's crazy. I'm like, so we just gave that possession away. And now they come right back down and score. And now we just, we just playing catch up at that point on the, on the scoop and score. It was a face mask that they did not call. True. Uh, true. And, and so that really put it away completely. So what? You can't, you can't put the ball on the ground like that. No, you can't. You can't. You can't, but I mean, can't do it. Now he didn't have a chance. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, but hey, you you call you call the rough in the pass or what guy? The rush was that quick. But you call the rough in the pass or what guy? Touch Aaron Rodgers' shoulder pad. Hey, he's Aaron Rodgers. I know, I know, I know. He is. It it, it makes a big difference, you know. And then miss that. I mean, but I don't think that would have changed anything. We still was gonna. No, more they, than they were, they were gonna get the first down there anyway. So yeah, it, so, it, it, yeah. So that yeah, didn't but it, it just, it's just crazy, man. It's, let me, let me ask you guys this question. So the Bears started five and one. Mm-hmm. They've lost five games in a row now. Mm-hmm. Five and six. Mm-hmm. Are Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace playing for their jobs going forward here? Uh, they should be. But exactly. they are probably going to get another year because that what Chicago does they they take their time to think about what they're going to do. Yeah, Unlike, they they didn't with Emory and Trustman. They didn't do it. Yeah, yeah but they were weird. They were very weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were kind of weird dudes, man. It's funny you say that, but do you realize in the Trustman era, those two years, that's the best touchdown to interception ratio we've had. Stats lie, man. They threw 62 touchdown passes and 32 interceptions those two years. The best yeah. in bear history. In bear history. <laughs> and they the had problem, one. And they never the had a winning season. was they didn't care about defense. The defense. Those Emory or Trustman didn't care about defense. And they figured, well, we still got Lovey's guys. We can run Lovey's defense and mm-hmm. we'll be fine. And that, yeah. that, that couldn't work. Yeah, thir- that, thir- that couldn't work at all. Defense and, and nineteen. That, that's no, the record. No defense in Chicago is is. But it's but going back to that, I'm saying though they yeah. Uh, George McCaskey saw that happen and said, you know what, we can't we can't let this go any further. But he's we're like the same. Oh. We're pretty much uh, the the thing here. The thing here. This is this is the same thing. If the if the Bears let's let's say they lose out here, they lose five straight. They're they're five and eleven. It's that's the same thing as as uh, the twenty fourteen season. Yeah, but it was. I I think they should be. I think they should be. I definitely think. I think Pace should more so than Nagy, even though I'm I'm not high on Nagy. But I've been just really rethinking Nagy and just realized all the first round picks we've had under Nagy. Uh, we don't have two of them. And one of them is about to is about to be out of town as well. That's Trubisky, and then 
But that wasn't under Nike, though. No, that was before, yeah. That was, that was before No, 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 no. I'm talking about Pace. I'm talking about Pace, not, oh, okay. not Nike. I'm talking about Pace as the GM, the first-round picks that he's made. Okay. okay. As GM, we don't have Floyd no more. Ke- right. uh, Kevin White was gone. Couldn't play for Simeon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got Trubisky, and we all know that debacle yeah. and where that's headed. And then Roquan. Roquan is the only one that's going to stay that's a bear. Anymore. Yeah, right. You know, and that that's pretty that's pretty bad. Well, we got we got Mac. Mac is two two first round picks. Okay, so count Mac. (laughs) Yeah, okay. You didn't have to. You didn't have to select (laughs) that. That was already pre made. (laughs) I'd rather I'd rather have Mac than what could have been. Yeah, but that's that's but that's that but that's the smoke's point. And that's that's a problem. Yeah, that's 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 the smoke's point. Dude doesn't know how to make good picks because Mm -hmm. you 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 said the first round, don't stop there, go to the second round picks. Second round picks have been pretty bad too. You can go beyond. You could definitely continue to go beyond that. I mean, we all have our issues with Montgomery. We all have a we pick Cole Commit and we don't even really use him. I don't know. If he's a, we don't even know what he is really yet because that's more still, naked. It's still early. He's yeah, still, that, he's still we, working. Yeah, we still don't know what he but, is. But but we we knew about Shaheen though. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, that was so, a second round pick. It's clear personnel is. We just we just don't just well, not a very good football team. And, and, we're not, and we're not managed or coached well. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I'm going with you with that last point because some of these guys have left here. And they've gone on to greener pastures on other teams. Mm-hmm. And they've not only done well, but they've contributed in a significant way. I mean, Floyd has contributed significantly since he's been with the Rams. Yeah, You look at what uh, Davis has been doing since he came here as a free agent, and now he's with Carolina. Shaheen got a contract extension with the Dolphins. He just got a touchdown pass last weekend. <laughs> I mean, these guys are performing other places. So what does that say about here? Yeah. You know? And to, and to your point, uh, as about you know, are they coaching for their jobs? They should be. And I I, I don't know, I, I honestly don't know what you're waiting for. Why wait and do next year what you what you should do this year? And that is let those guys go and move on to some. And not only that, but you need to trade some of these players that you have so you can get some kind of equity. Yeah, you know, you need to trade Mac. I'm sorry. Yeah, trade. I, Mac. I I agree 100 percent. Trade Eddie. I'm sorry. I like I like Eddie. Uh, I, I like Eddie Jackson a lot. But trade him and trade uh, Hicks because these guys are your best tradable commodities. I will keep Roquan and I would keep uh, Fuller till his contract runs out, and I would keep Goldman because at least there I know I've got one solid Pro Bowl potential type player at each level on the D line and the linebacking crew and in the secondary. And they were those trades that I've made. I can I can get some some collateral and start either wheeling and dealing or making good picks with a new person, new personnel who can make better picks. That's what I suggest. But I don't think they're gonna do that. Yeah, they probably not. But we def we definitely gotta move some guys that 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 are fan favorites. We have to move we have to I've been saying it that the best chance for us is to move Mac and see what we can get for him. Yeah. Like like it's it's I mean at this point, we we're not winning. We're not no. winning anything. No. Like so now we need to we need to start using those pieces to get get assets, man, because we hang on and then they're no longer valuable exactly. to move anymore. Now we exactly. we're trying to rebuild through the draft and that hasn't helped us at all. I understand like, what you guys are saying, but I, it's hard to get 
get rid of just a you got a potential top five defense here. I I find that hard to to just just let go for the unknown. I don't I don't know. That's just me. You don't. I mean, what what? I mean, seriously. Okay, outside of Mac, you still got Quinn under contract. You get just drafted a cornerback who looks like he can actually play the game. You still got Fuller. Yeah. You, you know you trade. Uh, Jackson, so you're going to need help in the secondary, but you still you can probably re up Gibson for not that much. At least you have something there, and you still have. Can you? He's not going to cost a whole bunch to re up to get him, and there are going to be other players that are going to be available in free agency as well. And you still got uh, the, the, the 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 defensive ends that you know are kind of decent players, you know, like Belial and so on and so forth. So you have some players there that, that are, are playable. You still have a decent defensive coordinator. Man, you have zero on offense. Literally, man. Let's, yeah. let, let me yeah. ask you this question. Oh. What, what's the last impact offensive player that the Bears have drafted in your – You know, what's the last one? And, and then when you give me the last one, which is a pretty easy one, ask me in your lifetime to name three of them. The, I guess the last one is Matt Forte. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my gimme. All right, now now give me two more in your lifetime that were impactful offensive players that they drafted. drafted. That they drafted. <laughs> doom, 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 in my doom, lifetime. Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. For one year. Okay. And that was an entrustment year, by the way, but okay. <laughs> yeah, Alshon was one I felt like we never used. Utilized correct. Well, they did that uh, until year. the end. Until the end. Drafted. Until the end. Um, yeah, I can't boom, think of it. Boom, boom, boom. And when I say impactful, guys, I don't mean he had one good year. I mean, you know, give me like you know, a, a five, years, five years. Five years. Nope, didn't draft Jones, Thomas. Man? Free agent. No, we didn't draft Thomas. Nope, free agent. <laughs> we drafted Cedric Benson. Boom. We, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, rest the peace, right? Cedric, I just, Cedric Benson. I was, yes, yeah, yes. rest in peace. And and when you come to the realization that the mo- the last impactful one was actually an offensive lineman and a guard, that's the problem because they don't score touchdowns unless they're in New England and they throw to them. Hey, starts up front though. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm saying last impactful player. That I'm talking. No, I'm I'm looking at just I'm not even looking at Ed lineman because obviously you would have Cal Long right. and you have White Hair. Um, but I'll take I'll take offensive line off the board. Mm-hmm. We're gonna just just the skill position guys. Um, Greg Olson, and we didn't keep him. Yeah. Yeah. He he became more explosive yeah. after he left here. We didn't we, we didn't need tight ends back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, Devin Hester. Yeah, but wait, right. I can't. He, he wasn't he an wasn't, offensive he, guy, right? <laughs> but he was um, our best scoring threat. <laughs> that we, just we showed you. Oh, wait. We didn't know what we drafted that year. Remember, <laughs> David Hester played cornerback as yes, rookie year. Exactly. Yeah. Return punts uh, and play cornerback. Yeah, that's my point, man. You're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a problem. And here's here, here's a here's a greater thing too. And I, and I'm sorry for for I, this is still part of my rant, so I apologize to you guys. But this is kind of what I'm saying. It's like we've had we've had 13 GMs slash de facto de facto GMs or player personnel people in charge of you know drafting players and getting them on, on the team 13 in the bears history okay nine since 1974 okay so we've had a slew of head coach well, we have a number of head coaches and a slew of quarterbacks and nothing pretty much has changed okay so what's the constant ownership yes that's yes. not gonna change though 
I understand that. And I'm not saying that necessarily should change. I'm saying what needs to change is how they go about doing their business and getting these, getting and, and, and getting people. That so how would you, right how would, how would you, how would you tell them to do it? Because I know for the, for the last ones, when they hired Jerry Angelo, mm-hmm. they had a um, service. A, yeah. Whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. A consultant committee <laughs> firm that, that found Jerry yeah. Angelo. Right. No, okay. you, you no, you, you're going to have to do so more they, than so just they, that. So they did that. Yeah. All right. When they went out for Emory, it was just Ted Phillips. He was a he was Ted Phillips's guy, right? Yeah, right. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. So then they went out, and which I thought was a brilliant idea. Um, after Ernie they fired Corsi. Emory, they brought in Ernie Corsi, yeah. who was ninety five. One of the, the one of the best. <laughs> well, he was still no. I'm sorry, no, 85. Uh-oh, my bad, uh-oh, 85. Uh-oh. Do, we have, okay. do we have a little ages on the screen? <laughs> yeah, you, you're the ages this time, Glenn. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, you guys rubbed off on me. <laughs> Ernie, of course, so Ernie, of course, you know, was still heavily active mm-hmm. in the NFL mm-hmm. when the Bears hired him to hire their next football uh, czar, who turned out to be ryan pace yeah right? how's that working out for you that's that's clearly not working at this point uh especially on 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 the offensive side of the ball so what do you what what's the next move then well you know and i, I can't take credit for this i was listening to i think uh one of the radio stations i think it was am 1000 and i was listening to the, this conversation uh to some degree and what they're saying is i can't quite I don't know if it was waddle if it was sylvie but pretty much these guys, you know, speak, and it made sense, speak to those types of teams that mirror your organization in terms of being family-owned and being long-term family-owned. Like, what have you done to be successful? To be successful? And you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they jumped to mind right off the bat, the Roonies. I mean, in my lifetime, they've had three head coaches, just three, just yeah. three. And each of those coaches have been to multiple Super Bowls. I'm not saying they won multiple Super Bowls. No, Chuck Noll did, but they at least been to multiple Super Bowls. No, and Mike Tomlin did. Yeah, Bill Coward did too. Right, one, one, lost one, and Mike Tomlin's one, one, lost one. And you look at Mike Tomlin right now. No, no, Coward won two, didn't he? No, 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 no he only no. won one. He only won one. He lost the one to, to the Cowboys. Oh, uh, that's okay. So I'm sorry, that was that was a Tomlin Super Bowl. I'm sorry, the mm-hmm. the, the, the one against Coast. Arizona. Right, right, right. right. Okay. So and Tomlin lost to the Green Bay. So, but they've been to multiple Super Bowls, and Tomlin's done something no one in the history of Pittsburgh's ever done, and that's a ten and zero start. So. You know, what are the Roonies doing? <laughs> you know, why? What have you done to be successful? Talk to the Mars. Mar- How many Super Bowls have the Giants been to? We beat them to the Super Bowl first. We got to the Super Bowl before the Giants did. And, and they've they been to several since. Yeah, that was smoking. The, the last, there. the last yeah. two were smoking mirrors. Dude, hey, I don't hey. care. You, you got there. And, 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 you, and you beat the and Patriots. Patriots. You beat the 16 and 0 Patriots. 16 and 0 Patriots. <laughs> So, you know. smoking, smoking mirrors by the Giants, man. I'll give you the hey. Steelers. Hey, oh, but. Would you, I'm hey, not would you, with the Giants. But, but but here's the thing. They've been to multiple Super Bowls. They've, they've done it different ways. They've done it the Parcells way. They've done it Coughlin's way. And they did it with Jim Fassel. Come on, man. Seriously? Ken Co- Kerry Collins and Jim Fassel? <laughs> they lost, but they got there. We're not yeah, even. We're got, barely getting they got, they got crushed in that Super Bowl. Yeah, but but we've, we've been to two Super Bowls. We're the oldest franchise. We've been to two Super Bowls. Come on, man. Stop. Seriously. You know, don't don't talk to the Lions because they can't figure it out either. Well, but you yeah, look at you look at the, you look at the Chiefs with the Hunts, and you look at the the Steelers with the Roonies, look at the Mars with the with the Giants. You talk to some of those 
long-time standing teams and find out how they've done it. They all haven't done it the same way. So you get a variance there. And then you start doing your own research. You don't depend on some other agency to do it for you. You've got to find a way to say, look, these are the problems that we've surfaced over the last several years. I mean, if, dude, if I can pull up on my laptop that since 1974, they ain't been crap as a quarterback and and all that, you realize that, you know, your problem starts with drafting a quarterback. That's what I was about. That was I was going to say, like, come that's on, what it all comes down to. I mean, even the Minnesota, the, the Detroit Lions have had better quarterbacks than we've had. Look, fellas, I challenge you. I, and I don't know if I said it to you or not, as you can go to every single team in the NFL, even throwing some of the fran- even throwing the franchise teams, and I guarantee you they've at least had one Pro Bowl slash Hall of Fame type quarterback or a quarterback that's taken their team to multiple playoffs. Most most organizations have two. I think there's maybe three or four organizations that might not have two, but everyone has at least has one. The Bears don't have outside of Sid Luckman. The Bears don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback. In my, in my lifetime, and I'm talking about since 1974. In my lifetime, David Bears do not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. The Texans You're are saying, a franchise. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that every every team has one? Every team, if they don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, they either have a clear-cut franchise quarterback and one that has taken their team to multiple playoffs, and he's and he, that quarterback, has at least been uh, a Pro Bowl caliber player. You can go to the Jaguars. You can go to the Texans. I'm not even starting off with the Fran- with the, with the uh That's my homework assignment for next week. All right. Everyone out there, that's right your homework. Yeah. And when you come back, start shaking your head, uh, you'll understand my PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a, that's interesting. You, I you can't real, uh, you realize before Cutler, before Cutler, we were the only franchise where our running back had more yards from scrimmage. Than a quarterback. Every other team's yeah. franchise leader in that is a quarterback because they're passing the ball. It should naturally be the quarterback. We're uh, the only team. Walter, Walter was a Walter was a bad man, though. I'm not saying he wasn't, but we're the only team in the history of the NFL bef- at that time. He said before Cutler, though. Before Walter Cutler was in the '80s. <laughs> no, Walter was a, Walter was a bad man. No, no, I'm saying for easy to go back to Walter. That's a long time ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he's he's your he's your he's your leader. He's your 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 franchise leader in yards from scrimmage at sixteen thousand something. That was just his rushing yards. I'm gonna throw in his passing yards. He had more rushing yards than the team had passing yards. That's what it was. He, we were the only franchise where our running running back had more rushing yards than our quarterback had passing yards. That's ridiculous. That's that's that's, that's, that's that is embarrassing. Before Cutler, that is embarrassing. That's the culture we're in. I'll have I'll have that for us next week. <laughs> and when you Definitely. come back sounding mad like me next week, you'll understand. I'll understand why. I probably will be. I probably will be. Who starts Sunday? Trubisky. Nine unfortunately, Trubisky. Trubisky. Uh, yeah, for whatever what it's worth, Trubisky. And dude, you know what's sad? See, you know, see, I. Mm. No, I, you know what? I don't. Don't put Foles in there. I, I'm not saying. Dude, just, look, I don't like to see somebody. What's the get but what's hurt. the what's the point? There's no point. You're just trying to finish the season. What what's what's the point to your I'm question? Saying, what's the point? To... Okay, we know Trubisky's not well, we're pretty sure Trubisky's not gonna be back. They're not gonna franchise him, right? Nope. No. And they should they would they sign him to a one year deal? <laughs> no. You get no. rid of both of them. But the point is, you don't, you don't get Foles you don't think killed. Foles, you, don't think, you don't think Foles is coming back next year? He might as a backup. 
but just don't get him killed. You got to get offensive I'm line. I'm saying he's under Foles is under contract. Yes, you get him Foles, offensive Foles line. Foles is going to be here. But don't yeah, but I want him alive to play next year. So don't put him back out there this year until you improve your line. He can't move. Until right. you improve your line. Look, if you're not going to improve your line, then you need to throw some slants and some screen passes and get the ball out of his hand well, and run the that, ball more. They need to do that anyway. I know, don't. but exactly. So don't put Foles out there. <laughs> put your best that was, you know what that was another thing that really really ticked me off this week, man. I see the Packers, man, running all these crossing routes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see everybody in the, the league doing eight. that. The Bears don't do that. What? Yeah, I don't, no. I and, that, and, and that's what I always ask people. I'm like, man, why don't our receivers seem to be wide open every, like some every, of these other teams? Every, every, everybody, runs, everybody runs 10-yard hitches. Yep. <laughs> And the one time, the one time we would have had a guy wide open on that third and eleven when Trubisky threw into triple coverage, he had Robinson coming underneath yeah, Miller, yeah. and he threw it to Miller in triple coverage and threw the second pick. Yeah, that was the one time where we would have had a guy wide open. Like most of our guys, every time they catch the ball, it's somebody right there by them. But see, that's the that's kind of the problem. That's why Nagy is like, it's not me. If you just execute right, if you read it right, there are people that are open. You're just not seeing them. And so that's why he doesn't change anything. It's not me. It's you. I know I, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> that's that's what's going on. And see, Nobody's issue being held is, accountable. He he and that's the thing with Foles. See, he knows Foles can execute those plays, but Foles don't have time to. Exactly. That's, that's the problem there. Then that's then it goes back to pace. I know you are, but what am I? That's what Nagy's saying. I know you are, but what am I? I, I you know, if I had somebody that can block, he can play. He can complete the pass, and then and then when they throw the pass, somebody drops it. Well, I didn't draft that guy. <laughs> the, the play was there. He, he dropped it. So Nagy's like, "Why y'all looking at me?" The play was there. He dropped it. I the play would be there if I had enough time. Hey, the guy can throw the ball, but he threw it to the wrong person. So Nagy's like, "So why are you looking at me?" Yeah. Uh, I, right, but then Nagy's a problem because he doesn't do things to help mitigate their weaknesses, and then that's when everyone looks at him and says, "Well, you're the problem." Everybody's pointing the finger, man. Everybody's pointing the finger, not realizing it's at all of them. Yeah, I know. When we first when we first started, my first issue was was Nagy. As weeks went on and on and on, I've gone more to pace, and Maggie has fallen a little down. Uh, five, Falling off a little bit, he's still to blame, but I'm I'm more at pace. And I remember GM, you were saying pace from jump, and I'm and I'm more there. It's it's him. It starts with him. If anything has to change, it has to start with him. And then and then whatever changes come after that, so be Uh, it. Well, it has to start with the the owners. Yeah, that's why I start with ownership. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I start with ownership. Yeah, get the right guy to make everything else. They have to figure out who to bring in. Exactly, and how how to get to that point, um, and yeah, if you if you fire your GM, you got to fire your head coach because mm-hmm. what's what's the point of keeping Nagy at that point? Because yes. well, most GMs have a person in mind they already want. Well, I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> let's say let's save that for another time. Yes, yes. But uh, the Bears do have. Um, some I, I'm not gonna call it clear skies, but uh, an easier road, maybe. 
to what the number one pick, a, a top ten pick. Is that what you mean? <laughs> I didn't yes, say that. I, I agree. A clear road to the top ten pick. I'm with the you. Trey Lyon are coming to town Sunday. Yeah. And they're coming off of, man, I'm so glad I'm not a Lions fan, man. <laughs> That's true. It could be worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> it could be Lions fans. Luckily for us, we we, we, we ate late on, on Thursday. <laughs> but watching that game, I was like, oh, my God. The Lions are just. I didn't even watch oh, that they're game. they're pathetic. But that Cowboy game was even. Oh, man. That's not get mad. Man, the cow. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel worse. Game. I feel worse for the Lion fans, though. Man, the, the Lion but, fans have endured so much over the yeah, years. You, you, yeah, you, that's not right. You Talk felt bad for them just because of man, their history. You talk over about the, Barry yeah. Sanders historic <laughs> retiring, <laughs> retiring prematurely, and mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson, Calvin Megatron, Johnson, and oh, man. And then Stafford playing with a broken back. Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving and during losses, oh man! And then that one against against Houston was just that was brutal. And it got to a point where Friday morning they decided to fire their coach Matt Patricia and GM Bob Quinn. But here's my question though: You know what? I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of firing coaches midseason. I don't I don't see the the point. I do, but tell me, yeah, what, what's your thought on that? Make a statement. You make a statement for for what? That you're clearing house, and then everybody is who's on the board. who's the who's the statement being made to? Your fans, so you don't lose them. You let them know, hey, we we realize there's a problem, and we're about mm-hmm. making a change as quick as we possibly can. The and fans have been enduring this since the 1950s. I don't think they're no going doubt. anywhere. No doubt, but you still you still you want to let your base know you're making changes. You let's say, hey, look, we are making changes. Yeah. We realize it's a problem, and we're fed up with it. That's that's what it says to me. If I'm a, if I'm a Lions fans, I'm like, thank you. Yes, you realize that dude's a problem, and not only that, but you can change. You could you could probably alter a lot of what's going on that we don't see within the organization as far as the, the players and their relationship with the coach, head coach, mm-hmm. and maybe even the assistant coaches that are part. I of that will. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah, you that. I mean, look look at look at already look at the teams who have fired their coaches already. Look at Houston. They're Houston playing a lot better. Playing a lot better. Even the Falcons. The Falcons are playing better as well. Falcons, exactly. They they lost to the Saints, but other than that, they have been playing very. They just beat the Raiders forty they to destroyed six. Destroyed the Raiders. I don't even understand that. <laughs> Without Julio, too. <laughs> like like they have been playing better ball. These teams that have fired their coaches. I mean, I think it. And I was watching the uh, football at, uh, the after show, and uh, mm-hmm. Alex Brown was saying how that's a good show, by the it, way. Yeah, it is. It is, <laughs> and and he was saying how when you do that, it shows the players that listen. You could be on the move too, mm-hmm. like and so now players have to either come with it or they can just still have that mentality that they don't care. They can what? light something under them to where they start to perform better, and just hearing another voice mm-hmm. can bring something else out of them. Exactly. Not only that, but you know, these guys, everyone, every, every week they're playing for their job, so to speak, because you're everything's mm-hmm. on tape and you're being evaluated whether you know it or not. But when you do something radical like that, or you do that kind of a shakeup, just like you said, Smoke, it puts the players on point that not only do I have to play better because I could be somewhere else, but 
hey, if I play better, I can be somewhere else. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. sometimes guys don't want to leave because they like the security of where they're at. They've got family, so on and so forth. Sometimes guys are like, oh, man, this is a great opportunity. And now I get my chance because coach wasn't playing me the right way. They weren't mm-hmm. utilizing me the right way. Now maybe I get an opportunity. I can show what I'm worth and I could put these games on tape. And so when someone comes back and says, well, why did you play this way before your coach was fired? Well, the coach wasn't utilizing me. And you saw after he was let go, this is how I perform because this is how I'm best being used. So it, it helps you in a lot of ways. So I think it does a lot midseason, maybe not for the win-loss record, but I think it does a lot towards in, instigating and being a catalyst for change. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you think Daryl Bevel's going to give him that, uh, a shot in the arm? Uh, for Sunday? I don't think he has to give them a shot in the arm. I think he's just providing with the opportunity for them to do what they do best. Uh, you know, it's just, it, 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 I don't, you know, it's not like, hey, he's the guy. I think it's more like, hey, he's not that other guy. Well, he wants, you know what I, I liked? I saw that he said that, you know, this is his audition and he's, you know, he's taking it seriously. This is, sure. this is, this and that's is my good. shot here. And that's, and that's, that's good, that's, man. That's, that's he should. Thing. He yeah. should. I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll admit that. By the and, way, Joe Bevel was named the interim uh, head coach to replace uh, Matt Patricia for, for everyone that doesn't know that. And and the team is, I'm sure they're highly motivated because they should have beat us yeah. the first time we played. <laughs> they, they should have. So, <laughs> a drop pass away, yeah, by so, a rookie. So I'm sure they they remember that they remember that you know and and the way we're playing they look they looking at it hey the Bears are just like us we we gave them the first win they got mm-hmm. so now we can go out here and show that they ain't nothing. I bet you Trubisky yeah. doesn't see man to man coverage this time like Patricia was always doing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so man those Patriot guys man they they they're so arrogant man. Yes, they yeah. are. So arrogant. You, yeah. they're, they they got to understand. They're, they're, they're not Belichick. No, they're not. I think they, they leave there and think that, you know, I don't know. They he they they take his yes. sword with him or something. I don't, I don't know. But they, man, I mean, you look at uh, Charlie Weiss leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romeo Cornell. Put, Romeo. Well, well, you know what? I don't, I don't consider Romeo. Romeo's more of a I, – I look at him as a Parcells guy. Okay. All right, okay. fair enough. I can see that. I can see that. He's a Parcells guy, uh, and I think he uh, he deserves the swagger. He's been he's been around long enough. What's the, but uh, I can't get his name. Uh, the, who is that? The, the OC, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Went <laughs> 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 went right back. He said, "Oh, Josh I McDaniels." Come back. But Charlie, man, Charlie Weiss, man, when he went to Notre Dame, said we have a, a schematic advantage. Over everyone, just because of who I am, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and that didn't work out too well. Which, by the way, reason why I'm not a Notre Dame fan to this day. I was a huge, yeah. huge Notre Dame fan, and uh, they fired Ty Willingham yeah. in year three of a five-year contract. First time they had ever done that. And then they brought in Charlie Weiss, and I'm like, "Really? This is this is who you bring in?" And hey, it, you know, and I'm it's interesting. Saw what happened. Instantly, you brought that up because that makes that's why I'm I'm not I don't root people to go unemployed, even though Matt Patricia is going to get another job. But this is similar. The the Lions treated Jim Caldwell horribly. Like, two two nine and seven seasons, and they the let him go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. he has what two playoff appearances. 
Just one, I think. Just, just one. one. Well, one. Two winning uh, seasons, one playoff one, appearance. One of two playoffs appearances in franchise history. That's what it is. No, I think they've been. No, no, I mean, not, not, not more yet. Barry I, think since the, I think since the nineties. That's what it is. It's since the nineties. Okay. They've only been to the playoffs once or twice. I think since the nineties. But it treated him like nothing. Like, like if for this guy to come in and he's just awful. But he was right. placed on his pedestal because of where he was beforehand. Hmm. Really? And and yeah. Well, he, is there something else? Is there another factor that we're not uh, talking about? Another elephant uh, in the room that we're not yeah, talking about? You you damn right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. It's another. It's another. You, you element going there, Glenn? Uh, yeah, sometimes you're. You it's know, another. It's another element in that yeah. room. So, sometimes my old friend rears his ugly head again. Hello, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was trying to stay away from it, but I, but it's I mean, but it's true. I, I I I can't argue it. It's tough. It's tough to say otherwise. I mean, you know, I I, I never ever that this should never happen. You should never fire a coach who has a winning record or who's just coming off of a winning record. And hire somebody, and they have a worse record. That means you made a bad decision. <laughs> right then and there, you made a bad decision. It happened with Lovey. Lovey was what ten and yep. six his ten last six. year, ten, ten and six. six. And the year before that, he was eight and eight. I mean, yeah. he had like in like a six to seven year span, he had two losing records, which were seven and nine. Everything else was a winning record, and you let him go. And I understand it's not just as simple as. The winning record. There were other things. Lovey had been here a long time. You could you could point to some other things where maybe it's a little Lovey fatigue. Maybe okay, if you're gonna sell me on that, then the dude who comes in after him better be able to be better than him, or but, at least but, as good as him. And he was but, neither. But to the Bears' credit, they didn't waste time in letting him go. Yeah, but we had him two years too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get that. I've I mean, read, but I've read Tressman's book. I was I was all right with the hire. I wasn't okay. I, I wanted Lovey to stay, but I've read Trestman's book. He had me fooled too, man. So he, he I, can't, I can't blame. He, I can't blame he, the Bears for that. He had me fooled. I can't. He had me fooled. Come on, y'all, stop. <laughs> the issue. The issue. Bruce, the, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians was the defensive. Was the offensive coordinator. Pagano gets sick with cancer, but Bruce Arians has to take over like right away, and they have a rookie quarterback and and Andrew Luck. They're coming off of like a one in fifteen season. And they go to the freaking playoffs, and he's the coach of the year. And that's not the guy you hire. <laughs> you hire some dude from Canada, who the NFL discarded like a decade ago, almost. Stop! You're reaching. Hey, you Steve Young. Reach. Steve Young said he was a great coach, and Rich Gannon. Oh God! And what did Tim Brown say? Tim Brown. Tim Brown. <laughs> and, and said he and Jerry com- Rice <laughs> laughed and said he can't command a room. So who am I going to believe? And, and who did you just mention? Oh, you said you man. said two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks. <laughs> now the two receivers. Uh, sometimes receiver makes the quarterback. Now I can't argue with Young. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But you got two Hall of Fame receivers and Tim Brown and Jerry Rice. And again. <laughs> It said Tressman. <laughs> I, I, sometimes, sometimes people of different cultural hey, backgrounds keep it real. Really, I, I would say with the Tressman hire, I was excited to see what the what the offense was. Hey, I didn't book, think the defense was going to fall me, off like it did. The book had me sold, man. I, I, I read the the book on leadership by Mark Tressman, and it did. <laughs> <man. laughs> yeah. I didn't Too bad think he couldn't implement that. Yeah, I didn't think the defense was going to just become 
non-existence in Chicago. That can't happen. I, I will I will uh, regale uh, a para- <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase uh, one of my co-workers, uh, Mr. Lou Melgarejo, who once said during the during the uh, press conference introducing Mark Tressman as the head coach. Uh oh, this guy looks weird. We're in trouble. <laughs> 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 no more prophetic words were spoken. Oh man, uh, this guy—that's that, that's our head coach. <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> oh man, stop! Stop! Oh it. man, all right. Well, who you got Sunday? Bears, Bears, Lions. Who you got? Lions. I got the Lions, man. They're not going to play man to man. He's going to see zone. He's not going to know what to do. He's going to throw two more interceptions, and he might fumble the ball again. He's a, he's a gimme for two picks. Mm-hmm. We won't run the ball. I don't know if Hicks will be back. Hicks probably should just try and save himself he, for the last two games. He probably games. shouldn't come back. I agree. Save himself maybe for the last two games, just to, you know, so he can be that good free agent that we can get something for. But without Hicks, we can't stop the run. Swift is playing better. He's running just like his namesake, more swiftly, since it's the first time we played him. And the Lions will have an added incentive of, in, in terms of, hey, we're not playing with that under that other guy any longer. There'll be that that era we're not under that same yoke of quote unquote oppression or that yoke of mismanagement that we were before. I, it's tough. I, you know what? You, you, and not only that, but we're coming off of a really embarrassing loss. And you would think we'd be angry, but I think we're still thinking about how embarrassed we are. And everyone's everyone's still pointing. Look, man, I couldn't believe Nagy was saying something like, "Yeah, the defense really needs to check themselves." Like, really, dude? I'm not. <laughs> right. It's coming from you. Stop. Yeah. All right. He, he's that. about he's about to lose the locker room. Remember, remember what I, think, I told you I think about, he already the, lost. about the about the about the defense and the offense, man. I think he already lost. That's that's that's. A, I'm sorry. I've if I'm him, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you I don't know, say that. I know they had a rough game, but right. That's been the side of the ball that's been carrying all year. Exactly. exactly. You can't you come a, out. You give him a pass for one week. <laughs> that that can't come out publicly. Yeah. After, after yeah. we haven't heard anything of you saying <laughs> how bad the offense has been playing right. all year right. long. And the first time the defense lets you down, it comes out publicly. The headline that I get on my phone notif- notification is Nagy goes off on the defense. That can't happen. Yeah. Like, that can't yeah. happen. You can't call that it. That can't happen. Out. And for that reason, I, I'm picking the Lions too. Yep. I feel I I believe he has officially lost that locker room. I think I think you're right. And I have I have no other critique on the game. I just think with the Lions having an added incentive, they they shouldn't have lost to them in the first place. A new voice <laughs> and and adding on Nagy lost this locker room. They win the game. Just with that, I'm 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 gonna be the contrarian. I'm going bears. <laughs> I don't have a reason for it, just because my best reason is a no reason. It works yeah. for me. <laughs>All right, fellas, some history was made this past Saturday in college football. Uh, Vanderbilt women's soccer player Sarah Fuller made history. Uh, by becoming the first woman to play in a Power uh, power 5 conference uh, football game at Missouri. Um, she's a, a soccer player, and she didn't have the, the goal uh, of playing college football, never really wanted to play college football, but uh, Vanderbilt's 
all their specialists, I guess, came down with COVID, mm-hmm. and the team needed help. So who do you call? You call the women's soccer team. And uh, Sarah plays. She's a, uh, I guess she's a goalie uh, for right. the soccer team. Right. Uh, she's got a strong leg, and hey, she answered the call. So congratulations uh, to her. She came out. She she uh, only got one appearance because Vandy was doing Vandy things against Missouri. <laughs> um, but she kicked a, uh, a perfect squib kick uh, for, the, for the opening kickoff of, of the second half. Uh, didn't get a chance to, uh, kick, to kick a field goal or extra point because, you know, Vandy is Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, eight Vanderbilt. but good for her, man. I think that's awesome, man. I think that's awesome. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, man, I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, you know, she's uh, doing something that only two other females have done at uh, Division One level or FBS level. Uh, I think it was Katie uh, Nida at New Mexico back in uh, 03, if I remember correctly, and uh, April Goss at Kent State. And that was uh, as recently as, I think, 2015. Uh, unfortunately, not saying unfortunately, but we didn't get a chance to even kick field goals, but they did uh, attempt extra points, uh, both those players, and, and they both made them. Uh, so hopefully Sarah will have an opportunity to at least kick an extra point at the very least. But Yeah, like she see- will She will suit up against Georgia on Saturday. Right, right. Oh, I would like Lord. to see her at least attempt a field goal. I think it would be awesome, excellent. I mean, you know, it, it, it still astounds me as bad as 2020 has been and, and the current administration that's still in, 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 in office, as many – uh, disenfranchising and, and just uh, distancing as far as uh, social equity, social, uh, just, just being, I guess, you know, positive reinforcement type kind of things and just culturally aware. There's been a, a somewhat of a recession, it seems, over the last several years. But this year alone, uh, again, last time we talked, we were talking about Kim Ang becoming yep. a, the uh, general manager of the Florida Marlins. And we've seen uh, the first female of uh, vice president elect uh, going to office. Uh, and now we're seeing another uh, woman uh, do something that's considered, you know, uh, unusual because it's, you know, considered a man's uh, prerogative, so to speak, or, you know, man's not, game, all that kind of stuff. So I just not, think it's, it's kudos. Yeah. I have to cut you off. It was a uh, first in the NFL this weekend too. uh the, the, the lady with the tight end coach for I mean yeah for the Browns she what was happened? she think- was she coached the tight ends for the game or something like that because the coach had got COVID or something like that. Oh okay, I didn't yeah. see that. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. I can't I can't think of her name, but I think the Bucks the Bucks have a female coach on staff as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. Buccaneers do. Uh, they have a female coach and a female. Um, uh, the medical person, what do you call them on uh, on a football team? Trainer? trainer, trainer. Yes, I think that one of the trainers is, is female as well. So the Bucks have been kind of in the forefront of doing those things too. So, so yeah, I just I think I think it's fantastic that those those things are happening and that no one's holding you know quote unquote it against her because she's a woman. It's just like hey, you know, give her an opportunity, uh, you know, and like the coach said, we'll put the best player out there, and 
you know, going into the Georgia game, she would be the best player. And, and she said it herself, you know, it gives you, you know, what she's doing, it just lets you know, like, hey, if you put your mind to it, um, there are some things that you're going to be able to persevere and, and able to, uh, to accomplish if that's something you really want to do. I thought it was cool. Derek Mason, who was the coach at Vanderbilt after their loss to Missouri 41 nothing on Saturday, um, he was quoted, well, he was, he was fired on Sunday, unfortunately. Which I don't man. That's an, that's another midseason fire, and I don't I don't know if I if I like, you know, just because man, we. What are you gonna do the rest of the year? What, what's 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 the what's the point of that? Exactly. Yeah, college, and it's Vanderbilt. Vandy doing Vandy things. Uh, yeah, I think in college, I'm with you. In college, I don't quite see the firing midseason. To me, that makes a little less sense. The pros, I get it. College, it's like. You know, it's it's a different, it's a whole different vibe and different culture when it comes to college. I agree with you there. Yeah, but he was quoted as saying, "Let me find the quote here." And in it, he says, "I am blessed to have worked alongside and built relationships with some of the finest and most dedicated coaches, staff, and faculty in the nation. It was truly an honor, or my honor, to have been given the opportunity to teach, mentor, champion, and coach hundreds of Vanderbilt young men and one courageous female." So I thought it was awesome that um, that he, had, you know, they only, you know, coached her for one week, mm-hmm. but uh, but made sure he he included her in that. Uh, yeah, that's tight. In that post, so that that was cool. So good. Right. Shout out to to Coach Derek Mason. Yeah, hopefully, guy. he gets he gets hired again soon. Unfortunately, uh, that's got that's got man. Vandy's got to be a tough job to have. I'm, I'm, he he will, but unfortunately, it'll just be as a coordinator. I I I don't know if when he'll get another opportunity as a head coach yeah. at Division One level. He may have to go down a step to uh, to get one as far as a head coach for oh, various reasons. Team. Elephant in the room, various reasons. But um, <laughs> are you bringing that up again, Glenn? Just you know, it, hello, my old friend. <laughs> Rears his ugly head again. I wonder if I wonder if anyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Th- those I'm that sure. do don't have to wonder. And those that don't, exactly, don't, exactly. If they're wondering, <laughs> if they're wondering, they <laughs> they they don't have a clue. But a hey, shout out, man! Congratulations, Sarah Fuller, and hopefully yeah, that's, this Saturday that's at Georgia, tough. you'll get a get a shot to attempt a field goal. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know the story as to how it became. I thought. I haven't been really following college football that much and definitely not Vanderbilt. I thought she was already on the team. <laughs> no, no. You know, so was, I didn't so I didn't know the story. So to hear the actual story as to yeah, you she know, was just she was chilling in the dorm and were, one day and they, they called they, they, hey. They were out here <laughs> they were out here like the Denver Broncos. Right, right. <laughs> it reminds me it reminds me of the movie uh you ever seen the movie Net- the, uh, Necessary Roughness? It's been a long time, yeah. With uh, Scott Bakula, Sinbad, Jason Scott Bateman, Bakula, wow. uh, Robert Loja's in it. Good, wow. it's, a, it's a good movie. Uh-huh. But um, Katie Ireland or something Ireland or what her name? Kathy Ireland, yes, Kathy, Kathy Ireland. Ireland plays the uh, the woman soccer player that they uh-huh. recruit to come kick for them. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Edgy. I guess he was. I guess we know what Mason was watching the night before. It was exactly. <laughs> Let's see what they can do. And she she kicked a she kicked a game tying field goal against Kansas in the movie. Nice. And so they she got the team a tie. 
<laughs> and they were really, really happy about it. You gotta, you gotta see the movie. The movie is outstanding. I will check it out for those for those who like uh, comedies. Uh, pretty, pretty good football movie out there. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, once again, congratulations to Sarah Fuller. Yeah, uh, yes. Awesome job, awesome. Yes. Um, and then we move on to college basketball, and here's something I, that that caught my attention. And for those out there who know me, I am a huge supporter of my Hampton Pirates. Shout out to the Hampton Pirates. But for the first time ever, you're going to hear me give some support to our main rival, the other HU, Howard University. What? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so they signed, you know, it was big news that they signed a top five or a five-star recruit, mm-hmm. uh, McCourt Maker, um, to their basketball team. And college basketball just started up. Uh, they had their first two games over the weekend, and he had a you know rough start. Averaged eleven points and six rebounds in two games versus Belmont and Division Two Queens, both losses. But he also um, injured his groin, so he has been placed on uh, an indefinite uh, injury. Injury, yeah, yeah, he's injured. Mm-hmm. He's out. He won't be playing for for a while, and then I've been hearing a lot lot of uh, statements out there in the in the social media universe talking about how he should not have gone to an HBCU, and basically the reason he's injured or the reason that um, that he's he's benching is of his benching is because uh, he doesn't want to show that that he has flaws in his game. And he should have gone on HBCU. They don't have the medical team to to help his injuries. Like, really? Uh, wow. Hello, my old friend. Shut up, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, man. It's ridiculous. Shut up. I mean, man, I guarantee you, Howard, Howard, who, by the way, has a medical school on their campus. I'm sure they have top-notch medical facilities and will be able to treat whatever injury that he has. And he will be okay. It has nothing, there's, you know, nothing to do um, him going on HBCU with, with what's at going all. on. I'm sorry, man. At all, especially two games in. Like, come on, man. Like, they, they, it was going to be heavily criticized from jump unless he went in there averaging 30 well, a game. That's what I think and, they, and, I, and even if he did that, it was going to be, but look who he's playing with. He's he he had he's the only choice. A, like they were they were going to find a way to be critical no matter what. He, he came to a team that last year won four games. All right, <laughs> that's that's tough. All right, yeah. He's the, he was the number sixteen player uh, coming out of high school in the country. So I guess they automatically assume well he's going to a a, a low division one team, so he should dominate and average thirty points a game. Well, no, it's college basketball, man. Everybody right. can play. You know, they not they not just playing some scrub. Belmont's a a, a pretty good mid yeah, major. Yeah, yes, they are. Yeah. They've been a very good mid major for, yeah. for some time. I agree. So, uh, so yeah, you got to give him a chance. Obviously, he's 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 injured. I'm sure he they wouldn't have been sitting him down right now if he wasn't. Uh, but I hope that he he gets better and uh, he can come out and prove prove a lot of these people wrong because I, I honestly i'm hoping that this is a a a real breakthrough for hbcu athletics was, uh, was especially when it when it comes to to basketball 
what's fearful to me is just him being injured anyway. It's those guys like him, like you got him, you got the bowl bowl, you got those type of guys, them Kenyan born, African born, tall, lean guys, they always suffer from injuries. That's that's the thing that's that stood out to me when I found out. I don't know about all that. I mean, his cousin's mm-hmm. playing in the NBA. He's been pretty, you know, healthy. Thon Maker. Uh, uh, Thon Maker. Right. That's his cousin. And I think another one, Mature Maker. I think if I'm pronouncing his name correctly as well. Um, I think, you know, New Bowles is different. I mean, that guy was, what, seven, six? Seven, seven, seven yeah. No, no, I'm seven. talking about Bowl Bowl, not, not Manu. Well, same, bowl same bowl. thing. I mean, just oh, really, yeah. really, really tall. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say because of one or two guys. I mean, it'd be different if we had a hundred Sudanese players that we could compare them to, um, but we we don't. So you're just talking about more exceptions as opposed yeah. to to the rules. So, right. Yeah. So I, I think give it a chance, and it's a growing pool. It's a growing strain. I mean, it, it happened. This look. This is a COVID situation. So how mm-hmm. much exercising and and training right. prior right. to games are they yeah. actually getting? I think that has yeah. a lot to do with it. And I think those individuals who have a penchant for saying, well, he shouldn't have gone there and they don't have the facilities are buying into the narrative that HBCUs all across the board don't have the capabilities to do what needs to be done athletically to compete. And clearly, even if that was the case, the players have overcome that for generations, if that is yeah. the case. And I don't always believe that's the case at every single HBCU. Well, they, they're, there's some things that HBCUs can't offer, like – you know, PS4s at every locker, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, the but thing yeah, that matters. But see, yeah. but see, my <laughs> thing is, I you feel know. like this is this is just a media way of putting out this narrative mm-hmm. to instill fear in these kids. Not to, fear, doubt. Doubt, doubt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a better word. That's yeah. a better word. That's a better word. To instill doubt in these kids, like, you know what? Nah, I'm not going to go there. They can't take care of me the way this school can, and you know, and that's that's been the problem in in history when it comes to these schools because we we are we are on the low totem pole. We know that, and I say we because I'm I'm a Grand Fam. I'm a HBCU. HBCU Shout out to the Grandma State Tigers. So so you know, I'm always say we when it comes to HBCUs. We are on the low totem pole, and so it's easy for them to be critical. Of us, you know, and and that that puts doubt in these kids' minds, and and that's the thing. That's what's so unfortunate right now. Like this, him being at Howard has nothing to do with him being injured. Like I, that's that's insane. Like and and it's only two games, and we're going through, as you said, a pandemic. Like it's a lot of things that change during this time that wouldn't be the case had everything been normal. His yeah. training would have probably been different. He would have probably been in better shape. That it things things would have probably worked out different where he could have came out possibly in those two games and been better. But I mean he averaging eleven points over two games. I mean it is what it is. Like it would have been interesting to see his progressions as the season went. Well hopefully like, hopefully he can come back. Yeah. Yeah it's totally yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just indefinite. We don't. We don't. They don't know when he's going to come back. So that's why it's just just indefinite. It didn't say that he's not coming back, or he's trying to just hold out until the the draft. Um, yeah. Which he may, man. Maybe maybe he's a guy that's going to stay 
more than just one year. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking too. Maybe he stays more than one year. And here's the thing: you 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 said it yourself. Is you know Howard has been known to have a, a very good medical uh, college and medical facilities yeah, on yeah. on campus. Maybe he went there for more than just playing basketball. <laughs> you know, what that's I'm saying? possible. You know, it's a very good school. Maybe he went there for that. I mean, our vice president is a Howard alum, is she not? Yes, she is. She is. Yeah. Okay. The Black they Panther the was a Howard alum. Is, was he not? He was. Yeah, yes, he, he was. Okay. He went to the other HU. Exactly. You know, our <laughs> own very own Ez is a HBCU alum, along real, with yourself. <laughs> I went to the real HU. He so, so, so you know, he may he may be going there for more than just just playing basketball. He, he may be going there, and, and it may it may be a combination of everything. The basketball opportunity, obviously, he could be the guy. But culturally speaking, he's amongst uh, a group of it, of people, his own peers, of his own cultural dynamic that he can relate to maybe a bit more so. And, and there's, there's a lot to be said for that along with educational opportunities provided also geographically where the school is located. So there, there may be a lot of reasons why he chose other than just to play ball, which seems to be everyone's focus. Thon, I mean, not Thon, excuse me, but his, uh, his this, this maker's emphasis is probably on his education as a person overall life as well as, as well as academic and I give him kudos for for doing what he's done for reasons that maybe we can't see, but are important mm-hmm. enough for him to make that decision. And he's already put out there that he's been trying to get other guys to join him. Right. And he so, may be doing it for that reason too. So uh, yeah. yeah, so like he like him staying more than one year is probably a, a big possibility. You know, so we just we I'd say people let's just let it let's just let it play out and see what happens. Yeah, I just want to tell people, just shut up. Yeah, you know, let it play out and let's see what happens, man. And, and whether, whether 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 he whether he succeed, whether he fail, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he like you said, Jim, it's other reasons to be at Howard than instead of just basketball. So, like you know, him failing as a basketball player does not mean he's failing in life. You know, and that's what it all comes down to. We put so much emphasis on these things when it comes to these young guys. That at the end of the day, they're still human and they still have lives to live. So he's in college. That's the that's the great thing. thing. Exactly. That's the great thing about it. He's in college. If if this fail, if he's injured, he goes down where he can't play again. He's in school, so he can get his degree and he can still put himself in position to be a better man in the future. Like that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, I, I think people are just saying that if he went to Arizona, they magically heal his groin and mm-hmm. he'd be okay. He'd be averaging 30 points. Right. Well, right. So you're saying their ice cream is better than uh, Howard's ice cream? <laughs> um, I don't know. It might, it might, it might be better than Hampton's though. We, we didn't really have ice cream. We had, we had this substance called ice milk. Um, <laughs> wasn't that good. <laughs> All right, I think we'll all agree that the highlight of the Thanksgiving weekend was fight night Saturday night. (laughs) The main event was good. Tyson versus Jones, and we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But but the entire card was just epic, man. And, And the fight of the night had to be Nate Robinson versus 
YouTube influencer. Is that is that what he is? Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. YouTube influencer Jake. What what is his last name? Paul. Jake Paul. Paul. Got, got with two first names. <laughs> Never trust a guy with two first names. Oh man. So number one, I want to ask who gave Nate Robinson the idea that getting in the ring of a of a major car, well, they probably didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was, but getting in the ring for a major pay-per-view event was a good idea against a professional boxer. Uh, that, number one. I, I, think, I, don't, I don't understand that. Well, well so to, to Nate's defense on this credit – Jake Jake Paul is just starting himself. He had only one fight before that. So he, so he so, looked better than that. Yeah, yeah. No, now now I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> but but I think that is the only positive of this situation that Jake Paul only had one other fight before this one. Now, other than that. He thought because he was a three-star, three-sport athlete that, you know, it was sweet. That's what it all come down to. He thought he thinking when he was younger, having fights in his heyday when he was a kid, and he thought because he played football, thought because he played basketball at the highest level, thought I don't know what other sport he might have played, but he thought he can go in there and just be good at it because – I don't know what type of training he did because <laughs> he, he couldn't train much. It did not look like he did any training <laughs> at all. Well, at that's what all. The, he thought he thought he was gonna go in there like a street fight. Yeah, he, it, it it looked like it looked like he came in. He was trying to do some form tackling. I think you know from the days <laughs> as a cornerback because he wasn't boxing. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't know what that was, but I tell you, he he, he got his ass whooped. Yeah, <laughs> man. He 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 clearly ain't do his research on the guy he was fighting. And <laughs> hey, shout out to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, his man. commentary was hilarious. Epic. Hilarious, Epic. man. Just, just how you would call it at home. So he said, slow down, Nate. You got on basketball shoes. <laughs> why why he come out in the colors of the New York Knicks, man? That, that, hey, was, a that, was, that was the first problem. Yeah. When he did that, I said, oh, man, he's really about to lose. He come out in them that was, colors. That was his first problem, man. And then, man, by the way, Jake, Jake Paul, man, he came out to uh, Curtis Blow. Basketball. We play a basketball. Oh my god! He just yeah. mocked troll. him. Straight troll. Oh man! <laughs> We're playing basketball. Straight oh, troll. Man. Oh man! He Nick like a basketball off that canvas. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude! Yeah, that man. I mean, we hit the canvas. I was like, oh my. Well, I god. thought, man, I thought he was seriously hurt. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was like he was. Oh. He was out for a while. Well, I think. Man. I think he was though. Yes, I mean, <laughs> well, he clearly what man? It took about ten uh, minutes for him to get up. Man, man. I, I, look, man, I'm watching it and I'm like, uh, Nate, why you keep leading with your face? Come on, man. dog, you can't lead, dude. You can't keep leading with your face. How you jumping in the punch? Oh, ah, 
Oh, Nate. <laughs> Dude, it was it was it was embarrassing. And, and like you said, Paul called him out when they had that little uh Tia Tay, you know, they're going back and forth. And he's like, You ain't even spar with anybody. How you <laughs> yeah, coming even spar? How you like, coming out here? Like, are you for real? And Nate, Nate was talking mad man, stuff, man. Talking let my, crazy. Let my gloves do the talking. Yeah, because yeah, your mouth was man. shut. <laughs> he, didn't know, he didn't know how to throw them gloves. Oh, at all, man. man. It or was at least, bad. Or at least protect his face. Yes. I come on, man. Yeah, look, man. I have never ever seen people fight like around the way that live with a face like he did i mean you you you, uh, you know just around the hood you always got your your hands i yeah, keep your you jokes keep, up yeah, you know yeah and you, and you throw you know like even when you shadow box or slap boxing you know what i'm saying when you slap box exactly. with somebody you always throwing jabs you don't just jump in with your face man that's the, <laughs> he didn't throw that's any the, jabs dude that's, my, uh, that's, my grandma taught me how to fight, and that was the first thing she taught me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep your guard up. Gotta keep your guard up. And see, and that's and that's what I'm like. Like, you know, you see all over social media, everybody like, man, like you can't disrespect the sport. I'm like, it's other professional athletes that went from their sport to a combat sport. Like uh Greg Hardy is doing MMA. But he yeah. but you can tell he actually Took Got the training training. seriously. Yeah, yeah. Kend- that's Kendall my, Gill's another one. You yeah. know, that's my main issue with Nate Robinson. He did not take training seriously. He thought he could get in that ring. Well, you know what? I think he, boy. I think he did. I think he got nervous though. I think he came in and got a little nervous. And, <laughs> Come on, man. man you can't you can't get nervous he in no he sport forgot, like that. He forgot his technique. That's what I'm I'm gonna give Nate. You some gonna credit. give him that? Man, you're a generous man, man, is at the end of the day. If you forget your technique, you better remember to at least ball up. (laughs) You better believe you must always remember the number one rule protect yourself at all times. No, here's the thing, fellas. It wasn't like that was the first knockdown, the last one. He had been knocked down a couple times before. So, like, dude, that should like right. That should have been like. the rest be benefited. He should have. He should have been. He should have been yeah. uh, counted out in the first one. Exactly. The first knockdown. Yeah. Yeah. The ref. The ref gave him a pass though, and yeah. Jake was like, "All right, I'll get. It. I'll tag him again. No problem." <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Jake landed. Jake. Did y'all see the stat at the end of the fight? Said Jake landed eight of twenty-five punches. <laughs> eight of twenty-five punches with three knockdowns. Oh, That's man. got to be. That's insane. That's unbelievable. That's unreal. Man. That's and then unreal. he came out, man. He called out Conor McGregor after the fight. And yeah. I hope Conor McGregor kill him. Let's <laughs> not get carried away. Like, let's not lose our minds here. Like, dude, you fought Nate Robinson. Don't think. Not, <laughs> right. Now, now you going too far. Chill out. He got, man, he got major, major cajones. But no, that was the man. I, I that was entertaining. Um, the um uh, the Badu uh, the Badu Jack fight was a really good fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the man the first the first, the, the first, the first fight, fight the yeah. the free fight that they gave us was really good. I mean, they was man. I don't know who they who they were, but man, they were killing each other. <laughs> I was I was man. That was the best fifty bucks I spent in a while. Man, and we hadn't even got to the to the main event. Which was Tyson, Tyson and Jones, and I thought I thought they came out. I was a little. I was like, man, I hope these cats don't come out here and you know 
look like well, old men. One guy did, one guy didn't. <laughs> but even 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 yeah. then, no, Roy Roy came out, man. I I was I didn't know he was gonna make it to the ring or not. But, <laughs> but Roy came out, man. He man, he somewhat looked like Roy. From from wow. round four, from round four on, he he at he least was, made was, it entertaining. He was he was man. He was he was tired. Yeah, but he, yeah. Mike was but Mike he was, was wearing him out. Tight. Was wearing him out with them body blows, man. Yeah. And thank God tight. they took a minute off of that. It wasn't a full yeah. three minutes. Yeah. It was which, yeah. which you know what they did? I think that was. I think it was. A, it was a great idea. It was yes. brilliant. I agree. Take that minute off. Go go. We only need eight eight rounds. Yes. And they made. Uh, they made all the fights of the night were only eight rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't. You know, you didn't need to to uh, uh, overshadow the main event, which I guess Nate Nate Robinson's fight did overshadow <laughs> it a little bit. But no, I, th- I thought, man, I thought it was a. I thought they did a. It was a, a great job. Uh, I was fine with the draw. I, I thought Mike mm-hmm. won. Yeah, Mike I won thought that. I thought Mike won. Just because yes. he was man, he was tag, he was tagging him with yes. the body blows, but yes. but but Roy caught Mike a couple times, man. Yeah, and uh, but I was, you know I was fine. You know what they did they did they need a winner at that point? Nah, I mean well, it's, it's exhibition. So it no. was just yeah, and it was it was I, just, just an entertaining night, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But Mike yeah, looked like, good, man. Mike Mike looked real good. Mike yeah. Mike looked like he man, he said he was ready to go. He said he let's do it again. Yeah, but he said on, but but he said only against in that type of environment though. Mike ain't no fool. <laughs> <laughs> he he said only in this type of environment. <laughs> he ain't no fool. There's people out there talking about he can he can get in there with some of them. Like no, that's not that's not that's not let's not go overboard. Like, he 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 looked good for a 54 year old man. Right. Right. He, he's not trying to be the king of memes like uh, exactly. Mr. Robinson right now. Exactly. Man, I ain't seen so many memes come out so quickly, and they were all hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, too. These memes—they're just—they're brutal but hilarious, man. Oh man. god, I, thank thank you, Nate, for that. Man, I, I swear, man, that man, I done spent money on a lot of fights in my day, and like if. I tell people if you pay for a Floyd fight and you wasn't entertained by this fight, you, something wrong with you mentally because Floyd fights are some of the boringest fights you ever watch. He's a very skilled boxer, but them fights ain't entertaining. Man, this was <laughs> entertainment. This was worth every penny. It was a show, and and man, I am not mad. I spent that money on that. It was just. Just great entertainment value, man. I was I was happy to spend that fifty bucks on Saturday night. <laughs> that was entertaining, and it, and it wasn't really like it was a disrespect to the sport. No, no, not at all. Like that's not what, like it wasn't. It was <sighs> Nate got knocked. Nate got knocked out as he should have. He, <laughs> he he was the only one that went that that looked like he didn't belong. I, I grant you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other fight, every other was, fight was was good. Yeah, was good. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just grateful for all those countless memes. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm feeling a little down, a little blue, I can turn to Nate. Thank you. Oh man, poor Nate. Oh man, poor Nate. Hey, get ready for uh, for Tyson Holyfield. You know that's coming. 
Yep, because Holyfield definitely came out and said he wants to. You know that's coming. I don't, I don't know I don't if I want to see that. Man, I even I saw Lennox, Lennox Lewis said he wants to come back. I don't know, man. Tyson Holyfield, I'm going to have to chew hey, on that one for hey, a while. Hey, wow. And they, all... <laughs> <laughs> hey, they wow. all coming out the woodwork, though. Tarva said he want to fight Paul. Oh, oh man. Harvey <laughs> need to stay at home, man. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Tarver fight again. All right, it's time for our pick segment now. Each week we'll do a pick em to test our sports handicapping knowledge or lack thereof. And the lack thereof definitely showed up for me last week as I went a strong 0-3. Man, I, I had no shot. Um, you guys both went 3-0. and Yes, sir. Congratulations. Hey, the way I look at it, I'm 100%. I was 100% man. wrong the first week. I was 100% right the next week. That's, All man, about consistency. That's good stuff, man. <laughs> so uh, so I'll run, I'll run a tally here. I'm now 2-4. and four. Uh, Glenn, with your 3-0 and oh last week, you're now 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, yeah. And the, the big dog. The big yeah. dog yeah. is Smoke. Oh, yes, yeah, so. At a nice 4-2. Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I guess with me being the low man, I guess I'm going to go first with my picks. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders, who are giving seven and a half to the Jets. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Rutgers. Okay. They're That's getting cool. ten against Penn State, so I'm going I'm oh, I'm I'm really? to take the Scarlet Knights. Yeah. Wow, I might yeah. have changed my pick. That sounds like yeah. a gimme. Yeah. Rutgers look pretty good yes, this year. Yes, they man. have. They really have. And then I'm going to stay home, and I'm going to take my fight in the line eye, who are what? getting 13 against Iowa. What? So those are my those are my three picks this week. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess being the guy that's in the middle, uh, I will <laughs> go ahead with my picks. You really got me thinking about that Rutgers-Penn State one is, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, just stick with my, my, my picks, uh, the ones I came in here with. I'm going to go uh, all pro this week. Gonna go uh, Jacksonville getting nine on the road against okay. the Vikings, so plus nine and a half actually. Plus I thought about that game. Yeah, they've been they've been fighting everybody tough tough all year long, fighting Jaguars. Uh, then I'm gonna go with uh, I got a lot of big numbers this week, so I hope hope it comes in my favor. Um, I got KC giving up 14 two touchdowns. At home against Denver. Now I know Denver is probably a little upset about last week how things happen. And they will they have a KC will they have a quarterback next week? <laughs> well, right. Even when Locke plays, they're still asking the same question. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, so I'm gonna go KC minus fourteen, and then I'm gonna go with the uh, the Steven Steelers because they just can't play a game apparently. But they're giving up nine and a half at home against Washington. Pittsburgh is a better team at home than they are on the road. I'm gonna go nine and a half to Steelers against the. The Washington football team. Wait, will they play a game next week? <laughs> well, if they don't, I won't be wrong. <laughs> That's very true. That's true. Okay. Smoke, go for it. All right, I'm going. Uh, I got two college this weekend, so I'm going Syracuse really? getting getting 34. Wow. Against Notre Dame. I did that right, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I got Q's 
That's a major one. I got Indiana getting 14 versus Wisconsin. Hmm. Really? Wisconsin's favorite? Yep. And then wow. I'm going and then I'm going uh Rams, their favorite uh by three. I'm taking them. Who are they playing? The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Okay. So the so the Rams are minus three. Yep. Wow. And Indiana's getting four Indiana's plus fourteen against Wisconsin? Plus fourteen. That is crazy. did somebody yeah. somebody get sick at Wisconsin? Man. That's you a, said wait. For Indiana? Indiana's the underdog. Right, right. right. Did somebody get sick of Indiana? I mean, like, uh, what's going yeah. on? Indiana's five and one and they played Man. the Ohio State tough. Exactly. I know. That's crazy. I saw Indiana. that. I saw that and I'm like, whoa, that's that's what I'm that's saying. That's, that's that's something tricky about that one, dude. Like, in, that that should be like five and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Plus four, two touchdowns. They, they might be Wisconsin outright. Okay, mm-hmm. All right, man. All right. Well, good luck to everybody there. I hope your picks come in just as good as mine. <laughs> the first week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or we worse. All, at least at least we all got a perfect week so far. There no, I didn't go perfect. I went two and one. The first week? I yeah, the first week only went, no, I only went no. two and one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't my only perfection was uh was losing them all. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm like I'm like Mickey the Mush, man. From uh from a Bronx tale. This gambling thing is not for me. <laughs> Hey, fellas, I think that'll do it for the Easy Smoking the GM podcast for this week. Uh, remember to check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, soon to be iHeartRadio. I don't know what's taking so long with iHeartRadio. They, 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 they're, they're late to the game here. But uh, <laughs> but just about everywhere, man, you can, you can catch us. Um, also, catch us at hp53productions.com. We've got some other podcasts out there. The Super Duper Podcast, uh, the Father Good Podcast, and soon to be the Midway to LAX Podcast. So some pretty good listens uh, that are out there in the podcast world. So definitely take a look at us. Glenn? Yes, sir. You know how to send us out. All right. Hey, everybody, we ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. We'll catch you next week.